Mm. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio. First of all, I'm changing this chair because this chair is squeaky as hell. Hold on a second. Bear with me, people. That chair right there. All right, let's see if this one. See if this one got less squeak. All right. What's up, good people, man? We back for another session of that verbal cardio, man. I got my patrons, my patron saints with me. And we back, man. You know? I missed out on last week, but y'all still got a fresh episode because I had the D-Smoke interview. If you haven't watched the D-Smoke episode of Verbal Cardio produced by Sabrina Seth, then you're doing yourself a disservice, man. Y'all need to tap in and get to know D-Smoke, man. My very first guest, he was fantastic. I'm going to have him back on, man. I'm really excited that I was able to get him uh, for the podcast, man. I want to thank thank those of you that, you know, tuned in, that, that pulled up, you know what I mean? Because y'all don't have to pull up to nothing I put out, but you do anyway, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for all the birthday love I received. My birthday was Monday, um, and I, I feel my heart is full. I feel the love. I'm 44 now. I feel like I'm in my 20s, and I'm blessed, and, you know, thank you. It was a great day. Um, Sabrina surprised me um, with it, like, you know, all my friends was there. She rented out a movie theater, and we just watched Scott Pilgrim versus the world, man. And it was dope, man. Great surprise. Shout out to Sabrina for that. Because I'm low-key with my birthday. Like, I don't require a party or nothing like that. And she did that, man. I had no clue. Everybody was lying to me. I had no clue. There was no clues of nothing. I didn't catch a whiff of anything shady going on. And little did I know the whole time it was plotting against me, man. Um, but, yeah, that was really dope, really special, man. I got my co-host Water in the building. I got my Thor's hammer, you know, my Yeti. Thanks to uh, Afro Geeks for sending me this co-host. Drink more water, people. Water is necessary for everything. We need water for everything. Everything in this life, we need that water, man. Trust. Drink it more often or you'll be laying in the coffin. Bars. Barred up. Bar none. Bar exam. Raising the bar. You know what I mean? So drink more water, man. How much water did y'all have to drink yesterday? How much did you drink yesterday and the day before? That's what I want to know. How much water did you drink the day before yesterday? The day before yesterday. How much water did you drink? I want to know this. A gallon and a half says M. Hollis. 64 ounces says Crystal Carradine. Gallon each day says Eric Payne. These names I'm rattling off. These are my patron saints, my Patreon members, man. They in here, right here, right now, man. I'm back. I was in Atlanta from like Thursday to Tuesday of last week. And we was eating. I was getting fat, y'all. 
getting, I can't live in Atlanta. I can't live in Atlanta, Georgia. I would be fat as hell. I would be Fats McGillicuddy, Fats Domino, if I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, man. You kidding me, man? The food was right. The food was right in Atlanta. It was green, trees, food. I was eating. I ate a slutty vegan. I ate at M&M's. I ate at, uh, where else did we go? Oh, B&L Wings. We did, what's the, what's the name of that brunch spot? Barney's. Life Bistro. Cafe Culture. I think that might have been it on the vegan tip. The magic, but I had the Magic City fries though. Man, though, the food was just. You feel like it's one more? Oh, no, Life Bistro. That's the one I was thinking of. Did we do three? Yeah. Oh, oh, but I eventually came around to the Jamaican dude with the vegan donuts, man. Those donuts were outstanding. And I also ate at uh, this little um, this spot next to this Jamaican food spot where they had, like, vegan pizza and stuff in there. So I ended up getting, like, uh, a wrap. I ended up getting a wrap from there, which was fired, by the way. It, food was just... And then when I got on the skit, then, so I went from Atlanta... Flew back that Wednesday, had to repack and go to Sacramento for that weekend. So I was in Atlanta and Sacramento back-to-back for multiple days. So I was just eating out. I was going to uh, I was going to the Burger Patch in Sacramento, and just we was just eating, man. And this, when I got back on the scale, I was only 210. I thought when I left, I was like 207, 208. I thought I was going to come back 20 pounds heavier. I was like, yo, I can feel the weight accumulating on my body right here, right now. I can feel it in my soul. So I just knew. it was. I was scared to get on the scale. I was scared to get on the scale. You know what I mean? So that was that whole thing. But when I got on the scale, it wasn't that bad. I was working out here and there, you know, trying to, trying to assess the damage I was doing. I want to move to Atlanta, man, and Sacramento. I want to move to Atlanta and Sacramento simultaneously. I like both cities for different reasons. Basically, I'm just not happy here in L.A. It's cool. You know, we got the work going. We got comedy clubs out here. You know, L.A. is a popular destination. But... The prices for what you get and, like, I'm not in love with L.A. I'm not in love with it. I'm going to be honest with y'all. So when I go to places like Atlanta where it's just, like, mad black folks and just green and chill but, like, popping at the same time, it's a lot going on, a lot of opportunity there, I get attracted to it. I'm just like, yo, this is... This is the move. And then, then if you move there, you get your money's worth on the on the on the real estate tip. You know what I mean? It's a popular destination. Popping airport. You know, it's a lot going on. So I'm like, what's not to love? And then you say, come to Chicago. Hannah. 
Hannah J said, come to Chicago. And I'm like, I miss Chicago, too. But with Chicago, I need a property in Chicago, and I need something somewhere else because the wintertime in Chicago, I do not miss. I don't miss that wintertime in Chicago. You'll die at the bus stop in Chicago from pure frost. So I don't miss that. But you got Sacramento. Sacramento is also green. They call it the city of trees. Um, cheaper than L.A. to live there. It's cheaper. You're close enough to the Bay Area. You can get to Oakland, San Francisco in an hour and some change, maybe two hours on heavy traffic. You got an airport that's chill in and out of there. If I need to come to L.A., it's a short flight. You know what I mean? So it's like, damn, man. Do I want to move? Do I want to leave? Do I want to relocate? Because I'm in a place now where I don't have to be here to thrive, to make a living. But at the same time, you know, we got stuff popping with Kev on stage studios, transit pictures here. And, you know, I'm invested in those those companies so it's like, maybe I do need to be here for that. But do I? Can't, can't I just live somewhere and fly down whenever they need me? I don't know, man. Because all, all that's in my mind, all I think about is moving. All I think about is a different place to stay. My carpet dirty. My carpet dirty. So I'm just like, man, get me out of here, man. We looked at the place yesterday on my birthday. Uh, I was attracted to it. So, you know. Maybe, maybe that'll work. I don't know. I don't know, man. So I don't know. That's that's my dilemma. What 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 questions y'all got for me in the uh, in the patron saint section, man? What y'all want me to touch on? Shout out to my patron saints in here. They in here thick. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my new patrons as well. Living living in Vegas, that's not a bad idea. It's hot out there, but you get your money's worth. And I can get to L.A. fast, either by driving or I can catch a quick flight. Vegas Vegas is attractive for that, for that alone. And it's a lot to do in Vegas. When Cam getting the mic. Cam is getting the mic soon. Cam's not here today. We got a mirror here. But Cam is getting the mic soon. Best and worst death scenes in a movie or show. Oh, man, this is a tough question, Marie. Shout out to Marie, a.k.a. Miss Poetry. That's a tough question, man. Like, you know, best and worst death scenes in a movie? There's a dope death scene in The Last Boy Scout. I know we're doing a watch party for The Last Boy Scout soon, so you might want to cover your ears for this. But in The Last Boy Scout, the dude Milo, he gets shot up, and then he falls from the little rafter. He falls right into some helicopter blades. And I was just like, yo, that was a death and a half right there. Um, you know, Sam Jackson's death in Deep Blue Sea is classic. When he giving this rousing, we can do it speech, and then the shark just busts loose and rips him in half. That's mad funny. Great death scene. A bad death scene is Old Girl from The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Marie Cotillard or whatever her name is, her death scene was trash. Like the way she just died, and I was like, "Yo, this is an Academy Award-winning actress. Why did her death look so fake right now?" That was a that was a bad death scene. Um, 
What else? There's so many death scenes. You know what I'm saying? That's a tough question. But she died bad, man. That was a bad death. I'm like, ugh. That's how you going out? Like, yeah, this, this, that, and the third. Ugh, I'm dead. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Um, Favorite song, Jerome asks, favorite song on J. Cole's new album. My favorite song on J. Cole's new album is, uh, let me see. Let me look at the album real quick. I think my favorite song right now, I like My Life a lot. I really like that My Life song. I like 95 South a lot. And I like Punching the Clock. I think those are my three favorite right now. Punching the Clock, My Life, 95 South. Shout out to J. Cole for throwing Cameron in on the intro of 95 South. Shout out to him taking it back to the crunk days at the end of the song. Get you fired up in the whip. And uh, My Life... 21 Savage impressed me on the on the on the rhymes. Sound like he had a little bit a little bit more energy than he normally had. And I was like, yo, that's 21 Savage. Okay. And then punching the clock, I just love the storytelling that he was doing in that song. He was flowing on that. J. Cole rapping on this album. When people say he boring, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like if J. Cole is boring, what what are you talking about? Cause there'd be a lot of emotion on his voice when he raps. So I don't I don't get the boring thing. And he'd be changing up his flow patterns. So it's just like, what do you mean he's boring? Like I don't I don't get it. And then they'd be calling him a, you know, the fake hotep and all that. He's not even he's not even really that deep in this album. Like he's not even he's not even really on that. In this album. So it's just like, what are you talking about? And he's diverse with his content. So it's just like, all right. Because I can get like, you know, you calling the MC born if they got the same monotone flow. To me, to me, Drake sounds the same more times than he doesn't. Like he'll switch his flow every now and then. But, you know, his voice could be a tad bit monotone at times. You know what I mean? So, but what I, I feel like with J. Cole, I'm getting emotion. I'm getting emotion on his on his voice, on the way he, that he delivers. And it's like there's a there's an urgency on the lyrics and the in the delivery. So I'm just like, what are you talking about? Boring. Like, for those of you that think J. Cole is boring, who's not boring to you? That's the real question. Like, you know, who's who's not boring? You know, who excites you lyrically? Because I'm confused. You can say the production's born, okay, all right, the production or whatever, but, like, the flow, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, so, yeah, I really like the J. Cole album. I listened to it all the way through probably ten times already. Since it dropped Friday, I probably breezed all the way through it ten times already. Already. And it's an easy listen. The songs are short. Um, and it's just a quick breeze through, man. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. What else we got up in here? All right. Uh, dude. Oh, there was a there was a moment in one of the Saw movies. It wasn't a death scene because she didn't die. 
but the girl fell in a pit of syringes. I I couldn't take it. I could not take that visual. When she fell in a pit of syringes, I was done. I was done. I think I think after that, I think I quit watching Saw movies. I think it was like the third one. I think I gave up on Saw after that. Like, I don't like syringes. And she fell in that pit of syringes. I was like, nah, I can't. It was, it was too, I was cringed up, man. My face was just, I can't. That was hard. That was a horrible visual that I cannot shake. Oh, I remember in the last King of Scotland, when they were they were they were about to kill uh, James McAvoy, and they strung him up by his chest skin. They put his chest skin on hooks, and had him lifted. I was like, I couldn't take that visual. Cringe city. Oh God, that mm-mm. I just I just rewatched the Last King of Scotland recently, so it was fresh on my brain. Fresh on my brain. Thank you, Afro, for uh, letting people know to use the big red question marks if you got any questions. Uh, Miss Incredible asks, "Are you planning a big celebration when you hit two million followers on Instagram?" Nope, not at all. Not at all. Um, I didn't even do the. I didn't even really do the celebration for one million when I hit it on Instagram. I uh, when I was doing Tony Baker and Friends and Flappers, Sabrina got me like a one million, uh, a one and the M on the balloon tip. So they they celebrated on my behalf, but I, I just I you know I just keep it moving. Um, I might acknowledge it, but I'm not sure. I, I didn't plan on celebrating it. Um, I'll probably depending on my output. I'll probably hit two million in a couple months, um, depending on the output. But I don't. Uh, I didn't have a celebration plan for that. You know, I don't take it lightly. I don't take it lightly. But I just didn't plan on really celebrating it. But that, that it's coming. I feel it coming. As long as they don't delete my page. Uh, Jolita Green asks, "Do you ever take a vacation?" Um, I haven't. I don't really take vacations. Um, and visiting family, that doesn't count as a vacation. Um, but now I haven't had a vacation in, in years where I just purposely took a vacation. I'm usually working or I'll visit family. The closest thing I came to a vacation recently, I took Sabrina to the Bay Area for her birthday. And that's, that's probably the closest thing. But I don't even consider that a vacation. Um, I want to get a house first, man. I want to get a house. I want to... You know, I just don't feel like taking vacations yet. Like, I got certain things in mind that I want to achieve before I really just take a vacation. Even though I'd be tired, even though I'd be like, man, I just need to chill. You know, I still haven't truly, truly taken a vacation in years. I'm talking years, y'all. So, you know, um, I don't know. I know I need one. I do know I need one. Kev be telling me all the time, take a vacation, Tone. Kev be going on eight vacations a year, man, eight or nine. And I get it. I get the value of vacation. But for me, it's just I got certain things I want to acquire first. So, And I'm just happy to be doing something that I love to do for a living. So I'm still excited about that. But I'll be tired. I'll be tired out here. You know what I'm saying? 
Now, uh, also another question from Joe Lita Green. What is my ideal vacation spot? Seychelles. Seychelles is my, man, that's my dream vacation spot. I'm going back. It's the most beautiful place I've ever been to. Seychelles, let me tell you about it, man. I'm going to tell you about it right now. If you ever want to, you know, go to an island, it's a country in East Africa, all right? Um, it's an island in the Indian Ocean. It is home to numerous beaches, coral reefs, and nature reserves, as well as rare animals such as the giant uh, Aldabra tortoises, I saw one of those tortoises at the resort. Um, Mahe, a hub for visiting the other islands, is the home to capital Victoria. It also has the mountain rainforest of Morn Cecilios National Park. I probably said it wrong, and beaches. Um, the population is 97,625 as of 2019. I went out there. Um, oh, there's some there's some news for honeymooning Denver couple forced to quarantine in Seychelles as who investigates Island's COVID test data. Look, if you got to be quarantined anywhere, Seychelles is the place to be. And they get the huge flying foxes there. I followed them. I followed the flying foxes around the resort, and I I, I wanted to see where they laid their head. And they hang upside down in the tree. I saw one. I was like, yo, that's a bat. Followed them to a tree. Watched them get in there hung upside down. It was amazing. Amazing. I can't wait to go back. It was beautiful. The weather was right. It was just the most beautiful place I've ever been to. So that's where I want to go back to. But there are a lot of places on this earth that I want to, you know, go to again. I want to go back to Amsterdam, too. Amsterdam was dope as hell, man. Amsterdam. All right, what else we got up in here? Um, Marcus June wants to know, am I going to see the soft lick with Chris Rock? Yes, I, I will watch it. I will check it out. Um, I'm going to see what's happening. Hopefully nobody falls in the pit of syringes. You know what I mean? So we're going to see what's up. Um, but I will check it out, though. I'm interested to see how Chris Rock is going to do on the acting tip. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm curious. You know what I mean? So what else we got up in here, man? All uh, JB Smo, always been curious about the ingredients to your favorite smoothies you make. Okay. Uh, my smoothies are as follows. I usually I start with either uh, baby spinach or the power greens. The power greens are baby spinach, baby kale, and shard. So it's either one of those one of those bags. So I got the spinach or the baby. Uh, I got the spinach or the power greens in there. I add cinnamon, ginger. Um, sometimes I add vanilla extract. Sometimes I don't. Um, I used to add dates, uh, but then I was trying to cut calories, so I was kind of leaving the dates out. If I use the protein, I use this almond protein powder. That's vegan, of course. Uh, I use this almond protein powder. Uh, if I use the protein powder, 
I won't add the dates. But if I if I if I don't add the powder, then I use the dates. So it just depends on which one. Also, sometimes I add pumpkin seeds for protein. Uh, pumpkin seeds are a good source of protein. I add that in there. Um, what else? Frozen banana, frozen blueberry, ice, almond milk. And those are my ingredients uh, to my uh, smoothies. I love them, too. Love them. So good. My smoothies are, I love them, man. You know what I'm saying? So I make those all the time. So those are the ingredients, man. You know what I'm saying? Nothing too fancy, nothing too complicated, real easy to make. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Um, Slorita wants to know the transition from living in Chicago to New Mexico. What were the differences and did you want to move? Um, let me tell you something about moving from Chicago, the third largest city in America, to New Mexico. Clovis, New Mexico, population. Let me tell you about Clovis, New Mexico real quick. I'm queuing up the data right now. Clovis, New Mexico. They got the Clovis, California, too. Clovis, New Mexico, population 38,891 as of 2019. Now, mind you, this is 8,000 more people than when I moved there. When I moved to Clovis, it was 30,000 and some change. Now they've grown in population. Um, Clovis, New Mexico. As of 2010, the population was 37,000. Big shift. As you as you can as you can hear, going from going from Chicago to that. I was down to move from Chicago because um, you know, I was raised there. I lived in Chicago my whole life at that time. And my mom was born and raised in Chicago. So my brother got stationed in New Mexico. He was like, yo, why don't y'all come down here and uh stay with stay with us in New Mexico? And I always been like, Why you ain't invite us to Hawaii when you was there? He brought us to the small town to keep him entertained. So you know, my mom was down for the change, you know, and I was down to move out of Chicago because I was scared of a nuclear war. I was scared of a nuclear war because, you know, Terminator scared me. All those nuclear war movies scared me. And I was watching this little thing on Nostradamus. And they say he predicted he predicted a nuclear war. And I was just like. And what made what made the Nostradamus thing so creepy to me is because the little the little program that I was watching aired before this big San Francisco earthquake. And he predicted that San Francisco earthquake. So I was just like, yo, this dude legit. Now mind you, I don't know the details of his, his prediction on the San Francisco quake, because, you know, San Francisco didn't even exist when Nostradamus was around. So it's like, wait a minute. Was he actually accurate or was he? are we just interpreting things to bend them to make sense for the here and now? But at the time, I didn't, I didn't want to hear none of that. I was like, yo, he predicted the San Francisco earthquake. It ain't even happened yet at the time that this thing aired. This dude is accurate. So he predicted, like, the Antichrist and all this and the nuclear war and, and this, that, and the third. And they were showing, like, the dramatization of the nuclear war happening, showing the Statue of Liberty getting blown to pieces. And I was like, yo, 
Yo, I was like, yo, Chicago's going to be a target. Get me out of here. Ain't nobody looking at New Mexico. Now, mind you, my dumb ass didn't realize that New Mexico is a hub for military bases, missiles, and weapons. So New Mexico would definitely be a hot spot to target. I'm going out of the frying pan and into the fire, going from Chicago to New Mexico. At that time, I wasn't thinking like that. I was just thinking, yo, we're going to be off the grid. We're going to be off the radar. I'm down the moon in New Mexico. Honestly, that was my biggest decision-making point right there. I'm going to avoid the nuclear war by going to New Mexico. That was the only reason I wanted to go. You know what I'm saying? I was still cool with Chicago at that time. I could have stayed. You know what I mean? But it was like, yo, nuclear war, man, New Mexico, cue it up. And then we went. And I was like, yo, this is a huge shift. I was excited to have Mexican friends because, you know, I'm in New Mexico now. So I was like, yo, I'm going to have Mexican friends. I was excited about that. I didn't have no Mexican friends in Chicago. I didn't have nothing but black friends in Chicago. That, that was my whole existence. My whole existence in Chicago was black. Black, black everything. That was my neighborhood, my surroundings, all my friends, my crew, all my classmates, everybody in school, blickety black, black, blacker than black, black to blacker than black because I'm black and I'm back. It was black city for me. So when I moved to New Mexico, I'm like, yo, man, you Mexican, man. You really, you really Mexican. What's up? You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, Mexican friends, y'all, huh? You know, so I was excited about that. But, man, the shift, oh. For one thing, less gang activity. Less gang activity in Clovis, New Mexico. There were gangs. But it was less, you understand? Chicago, gangs was rampant. Uh, the GDs, the Vice Lords, the Latin King, everybody was damn near represented in Chicago. Gangs was thick, man. Clovis, New Mexico, way less. Because it's less people. But there were gangs there, you know what I'm saying? There was, there was fights, there was violence, you know? Uh, there were shootings there, you know what I'm saying? Pistols, people getting arrested, you know. There was there was there was some things, you know. There was there was beef between the blacks and the Mexicans at the school, and like you know, there was that people getting jumped, you know what I mean? So you you had that, but it was more it had more of a West Coast feel now, you know, because I'm out west now, so um, it stunk, you know. You could smell the cow shit. Out there, you know, there was there was moments, time time of the day, you would just smell it. It would just feel the the whole city was just like poop, poopville. So you had that. Tornadoes, I had to get used to tornadoes. Clovis is flat, right on the border of uh, West Texas, like Mule Shoe, Texas, Texaco. They right there. Um, so you smell the agriculture. The tornadoes was coming. First time I ever seen a funnel cloud was in Clovis, New Mexico. I was like, yo, what's this circle in the sky? What is this? I didn't know it was the beginning of a tornado forming. I didn't know. I was still playing basketball outside. I had no clue that hole in the sky was about to be a tornado. And it looked like it was right above me, but it was probably in actuality miles this way. Saw real tornadoes. Hearing the, hearing the tornado siren. Terrifying. 
seeing an actual tornado that touched down, down the road, terrifying. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Um, way less black people, though. You know, I gravitated towards the blacks uh, living out there. But it was way less. Way less. Lost my virginity in, in, in Clovis, New Mexico. Did that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, Clovis, New Mexico, I met lifelong friends there. Uh, the, the people were great. The people that I met in Clovis, fantastic. Uh, the coming of age that I did in New Mexico, fantastic. You could relax a little bit. I could take my armor off in Clovis, New Mexico. Chicago, I had my armor on 24-7. You don't know who a friend or foe. You know, you getting jumped for whatever reason. You know, you always had the armor on, man. You don't want to look soft. You don't want to be smiling too much out there. You don't want to get stole on randomly. It was a cold. It was a cold game in Chicago. So, I appreciate New Mexico for opening me up, letting me shed that armor, letting me be comfortable in my own skin. Um, so, shout out to New Mexico, my family there. Of course, my mom is still in Clovis, New Mexico. My brother Scott, uh, my friends Keela, the Cephas family, the Campbell family. You know, um, and then when I went to college, it was fantastic. Went to college in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Was there for mad long. Didn't get no degree. Y'all not going to judge me. I didn't get my degree. All right? But I was there for mad long. Conceived my children in New Mexico. Met my first wife in New Mexico. Um, New Mexico was very special to me. Very special. And so was Chicago. They both They both hold special places in my heart. But. I don't want to buy property in Clovis, New Mexico. I want to buy property in Chicago. But you can get your money's worth in Clovis, New Mexico. Man, let's look at, let's Zillow up. I'm going I'm to go to Zillow right here, right now. And we're going to look at the prices in Clovis, New Mexico. All right? We're going to see what's available. Clovis, New Mexico. What we got, man? What we looking at? What's, what's available? Clovis, New Mexico. I can get a two-bedroom, one bath, Clovis, New Mexico, right now, for seven seventy-five a month. You know what I'm saying? Seven seventy-five. Or I can get a three-bedroom, two bath, nine hundred and sixty square feet for nine fifty in Clovis, New Mexico, right now. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? For, for the right now. That's all they got available. They ain't got a lot of. Ain't got a lot available. Hold on, man. Oh, on the nicer side. Wait, hold on. Yo, what the hell? They got a one bedroom, one bath, five hundred fifty square feet for six twenty a month. This is all they got available. They gotta add more to it than this. I want to get more, uh, more of a gauge. Seeing what's out there. Hold on. Let me go to the uh, the rental side and see what comes up. Because I want to know, man. I want to know what the prices look like. We're looking at that Clovis real estate, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to get my money's worth. You get your money's worth out here, man. Come on, man. Cue it up. Oh, rural areas, man, they get, they get super funky. First of all, rural is a hard word to say. Rural 
rural. Who who made that a word? Who said, all right, we're gonna we're gonna pronounce this rural? That's a hard word to say, man. I'm out here in the rural area. Urban is easy, but rural? Rural? Come on, man. Who who thought of that word? Who put that word in the game? Yeah, because it's rural out here. All right, let me see. Clovis, New Mexico. Let's get it. Clovis, New Mexico. Come on, give me some rentals, man. Y'all ain't got nothing. They lying, man. There's got to be something for rent. Zillow don't be up to snuff sometimes, man. Let's go to Roswell, New Mexico. They ain't got nothing in Roswell, man. Y'all lying, bro. All right, thanks for nothing, Zillow. Anyway, in the rural areas. In rural. All right, one more question, then we out of here, man. All right. Um, Sister Girl on Films asks, what character would you most love to bring to the big screen, Benedict Crimwood or Travis Santiago? I got to go with Benedict Crimwood, man. Benedict Crimwood, the drug kingpin, is just, I love playing that character. Don't get me wrong, I love Travis. But Benedict Crimwood holds a special place in my heart because when I look at Benedict Crimwood, excuse me, I don't see myself. When I'm Benedict Crimwood, I don't see myself as that character. Like, I can look at him and, you know, separate myself from him. That's why I like Benedict so much. Mm, it's short. Like, so I, I would love to be Benedict Crimwood for a full film. I would love that. Would love it, man. What's up, Latoya Larkin? Coming in here late. Um, listen, y'all. We got the Omni One shirts, Gerald shirts on sale now. One week only. Y'all see it? Boom, pow. See, see, I'm the one that's got a shirt out right now. Me. I'm the one. I'm the one, man. Shout out to Emmanuel Baez for doing the design. Um, get your I'm the one shirts. It's only available for one week only, y'all. Don't snooze. And my patrons, they get they get a 48-hour discount link that went up yesterday. I'm I'm the one telling y'all about this shirt. Me. I'm the one. Get your shirt, man. One week only. Cause I'm the because sometimes we we're all Gerald at some point in time. Sometimes you fool yourself. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you feeling yourself. Gerald feeling himself at all times, man. I'm the one that's feeling myself. And I'm going to do a Gerald ringtone. I'm going to cook that up as well. I'm going to cook that up as well. Anyway, y'all, uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Verbal Cardio. Shout out to my patron saints for being in here, asking the questions as we roll. Uh, We're going to keep Verbal Cardio coming. Make sure y'all tuning in to Verbal Cardio and Daddy Issues together. Um, I'm going to have more guests on the show. So I'm getting those lined up. So stay tuned for that. Um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to pulling up. Thank you, Afro, for putting the link in here. Um, 
check out uh, my tour schedule and make sure that you get tickets for um, in the craft store. Make sure you get your tickets for my comedy shows coming up later in the year. Atlanta is if you're in Atlanta, if you are in Atlanta right now, anywhere near Atlanta, okay. Y'all need to hurry up and get tickets. Last night, it was 61 tickets left for that entire weekend. There's only 61 tickets left for the for the whole weekend. I checked this morning. It went down to 40-something tickets left for the whole weekend. Get your tickets if you are in Atlanta. There's no guarantee that I'm going to feel like adding shows, so don't, don't, don't try to lean on that. The Saturday shows are both sold out already. And the show is in August, so don't snooze. Any city that I come to and it's one night only, don't snooze on your tickets. Matter of fact, matter of fact, while we while we here right here right now, let me give y'all the schedule so you don't snooze. Des Moines, Iowa. I'm coming December first, one night only. Des Moines, Iowa, at the Funny Bone. If you're near there. Get your tickets fast. It's one night only. Dayton, Ohio, October 6th, one night only. If you're near Dayton, Ohio, get your tickets, one night only. Tampa, Florida, I'm there September 23rd through the 25th. Get your tickets. Kansas City, I'm there at the Kansas City Improv December 2nd through the 4th. Get your tickets. Cleveland, I'm there September 9th through the 11th, get your tickets. Denver, I'm there December 16th through the 18th, get your tickets. Omaha, Nebraska, I'm doing one night only in Omaha, November 30th, get your tickets early. Virginia Beach, I'm there November 18th through the 20th. Get your tickets. Columbus, Ohio. I'm there October 21st through the 23rd. Get your tickets early, y'all. Austin, Texas. I'm there August 6th through the 7th. Get your tickets early, okay? Toledo, Ohio. I'm there one night only, September 8th. Get your tickets. Phoenix, Arizona. I'll be a stand-up live September 3rd through the 5th. Get your tickets. I'll also be in Phoenix September 2nd at CB Live in Phoenix. That that particular venue will be one night only, and then I'll be there for the weekend at Stand-Up Live. Get your tickets, y'all. In Atlanta, you already know what it is. You got 40-something tickets left before it's completely sold out. Get y'all tickets early, man. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all, get your tickets early because people people have been buying tickets, so you don't want to miss out. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with y'all. Appreciate y'all. Don't forget to get your Gerald shirt. Um, keep tuning in. Thank you for being my patrons. Um, if you aren't my patrons, thank you for tuning in to Verbal Cardio on a regular basis. Yeah, more episodes will be here each week. Um, thank you for the support. Thank you for sharing my videos and everything. I appreciate y'all. Don't forget to drink more water out here. Please don't forget to drink more water. Stay tuned for more guests coming to Verbal Cardio. And, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all. We out here. Boom. Done deal. Thanks, y'all, in the live.